Welcome to the CL Talks podcast. Each week, we sit down with different guests who provide unique and insightful perspectives on various topics. Let's dive right into this week's episode of CL Talks. Hello, everyone. We're so glad to be back with you, and we are excited with what God is doing and what He's saying. And man, if you were not with us with Pat and Karen Schatzline, who again is with us uh, right now, but if you didn't hear the last message uh, that was spoken, the prophetic word and, and the things that God was showing Pat and the things that God is showing Karen right now concerning this day and time that we're living in, you need to pull up the podcast yes. from last Wednesday, CL Talks, and please listen to that. Yeah. And tonight, we want to jump right back in to what God is saying to us, what God is telling us, what God is trying to get us to advance and to go forward. There, you know, there's something that you and I need to understand, and that is this, that Jesus told us to occupy until He comes. Yeah. He didn't tell us to run and cower. He didn't tell us to draw back and retreat. He said, occupy. Take possession. Hmm. Occupy until I come. Okay? And then he said this. When I do return and when I come, will I find persistent faith Hmm. on the earth? That's so good. Key, persistent faith. You know, not not a a faith of hoping and wishing, not a faith being double-minded, because if you're double-minded, the Bible says you receive nothing from God. And so it's important that we understand that the day we're living in, we need to be single-minded. We need to be laser-focused. Our minds need to be stayed on Him. We need to acknowledge God in every area. We need to trust in His power and trust in His Word. Jesus is still building the church in the middle of all of this. He's still building Uh, Okay, the devil's trying to tear down. The devil's trying to hinder and to stop. And and it's almost like that that with everything that's going on, which Jesus told us in Matthew 24. Listen to me, folks. Jesus told us in Matthew 24 and Luke 21 exactly what was going to be happening before his return. And we don't need to be overwhelmed with that. And Karen's going to address that. But we need to be men and women of faith, just like in the book of Acts. I want you to listen to this in Acts, the fourth chapter. This is when they were going through tremendous persecution. They were being told what not to say and not to use the name of Jesus. Just like in California, they said, you can't sing anymore in church. Well, Mm -hmm. guess what? If that's going to happen, then the greatest rock band that the world has ever seen is going to come on the scene and start singing. Because Jesus told, I mean, Jesus told the Pharisees when they said, Tell your disciples to be quiet and stop singing and stop praising. And he said, If they do, the rocks are going to cry out. So Mm. I'm telling you, if we stop, there's going to be the greatest rock band you've ever seen. The Grand Canyon's going to start. Uh, crying out. You're going to see uh, Yellowstone. <laughs> the mountains are going to start crying out because you can't stop the praise of Jesus. I'm going to tell you that right now. Glory to God. That's what they were trying to do in Acts the fourth chapter. But listen to verse 23. And when they were let go, when they were let go, in other words, they went to phase four. When they, when, when they were let go, they went out to their own 
companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. So when they heard that, what did they do? Did they run and hide? No. Here's what they did. They stood up. They raised their voices to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth. This is what I love. They put the spotlight back on God. They went went right straight to the rock of, of their salvation. They said, God, you're the one. And they're telling how mighty and powerful he is. You're the one who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that's in them. Who by the mouth of your servant David have said. He's quoting Psalms, the second chapter. Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? Mm. The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord. Now this is what all of this is about today. It is a spiritual pandemic. And it is about coming against the anointed of God. The anointed ones, that is us, the kings and the priests, the sons and the daughters, the church of Jesus Christ coming against them. And he he said they were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Listen to verse 27. For truly against your holy servant Jesus whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate. Now talking about the political aspect. With the Gentiles, what's behind all of that and the devils behind that, and the people of Israel, religion at that time, to uh, gather together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, listen to this. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants. This is what they were asking for. This is my kind of men right now, men and women crying out to God and saying we're not backing up. We're not retreating. We're not we're not going somewhere and hiding. This is what we're going to do. Look on their threats and grant your servants that with all boldness that they may speak your word and listen to this. Man, they're not ashamed of the power of the Holy Spirit by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus and when they pray. Man, we need some people that have some earth-shattering, building-shaking prayer. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And what did they do? They went out and started speaking the word with boldness. Now, let me say this. You can be a part of that prayer meeting. You can be a part of that uh, group of people like this. uh, Or you can be like Pastor Cam has got another group. Or you can be like that. Yeah, well, you know, um, it says here in Psalm 78, verse 9, that the children of Ephraim were armed and carrying bows yet they turned back in the day of battle. You know, that makes me think about so many of us in the church that have been sitting in church. You know, I've been, I've been, I was, I should have been born in the pews, you know, because I've been going to church for 30 years now. And, and we, there's so many uh, people out there like me who have been sitting in church for years and years and years and years. And we've got all the equipment that we need. To do battle, we've got everything that Come we need. On. We've we've got we've got the shield of faith. We've got the breastplate of righteousness. We've we've got we've got the gospel of truth for our feet. We've got everything that we need, and yet it seems like there's so many people right now that are turning back. But it's because mm-hmm. they don't understand that they they have all of the equipment, but they're not using the equipment. You know, at last week, whenever we were having our conversation, just throughout the whole conversation we were having. 
I just kept on thinking about 2 Timothy 3. Whenever uh, we were, whenever Paul is talking to Timothy, his spiritual son, and he starts laying out all of the things that are going to be going on in the earth. He's talking about people being lovers of self rather than lovers of God, lovers of money, disobedient to parents, all of these different things. But it comes down to a little scripture there at the end, and it says, these shall not prevail. And I think so many people forget that. You know, we, you know, last week we discussed a lot about that video that was going out where this, where this man was, uh, like, like you said, Pat, prophesying in part. And he was declaring all of the negative things that were going to go on. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. Jesus in Matthew 24, he lays it all out. Yeah. Paul there in 2 Timothy, he lays it all out. The book of Revelation, it's all laid out. Yeah. But there's an end to the story. Come on. And there's so many people that are not realizing that. They're not realizing that, yes, we got COVID-19. We've got all kinds of things going on in our nation. But these things will not prevail. And so the most important thing is we can't become overwhelmed whenever we hear the things that are going on. We've got to listen to the Spirit of God. And you know, Karen, I know that God's been speaking to you pretty specifically about what to do whenever you start to feel overwhelmed in these situations. So we'd, we'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Absolutely. And, you know, Pat and I are so honored to be back with everyone this week. Yes, we and, you know, last week when we were talking about, you know, everything that's going on, you know, my spirit's just so stirred because twice, you know, it's been mentioned about the full armor of God. And I think, you know, sometimes we as Christians, you know, we think that because we can't go into the church building, you know, that, you know, many of us, you know, we get caught in this cycle of, you know, getting up in the morning and we don't get dressed, you know, we stay in our pajamas, we say, you know, nobody gets up and gets going or anything. Everyone's just still at the end of the day, walking around like zombies. And just like we don't get up and get ready for our day, it leaves us in that place of hopelessness and helplessness. And, you know, the Bible specifically says, just like you said, you know, Therefore, put on the full armor of God. And it goes on specifically to tell us, basically, get up, go into your prayer closet, and put on the uniform that I have called you to wear. There's a battle raging outside. Don't hide under the covers. Don't hide under, you know, a blanket. Get up and put on what I've given you. Put on the, you know, stand firm, the belt, you know, the belt buckle of truth you know, so that you can discern what is right and wrong around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness. We're going to talk about that word righteousness here in just a little bit, you know, that's tied to that place of what we should be overwhelmed with and to fit your feet with readiness. We're going to talk about that on the things that we're supposed to run to so that we can have the gospel of peace in our life. We've got so many uh, Christians that when this pandemic hit and we got quarantined to our home that everyone just became spiritual streakers running around without their armor on and somehow we thought we didn't need to get dressed anymore yeah so you know somehow we thought that it was okay just to run around without the the weapons and the abilities that God gave us and so when I woke up one morning you know we talked about uh videos that have been circling out there and prophecies that have been coming forth and different things. And Pat talked about how some prophesy in part, but they haven't been given the whole, you know, the whole vision, the whole prophecy. And, and I started noticing everyone, even on social media, 
on the news, the constant news cycle that gets paid to put people in fear, that gets paid to scare you. And that's their job. And so, you know, I started watching how everyone was just overwhelmed. And I started thinking about, and I I did one of the breathing room uh, episodes that I do on this topic, because I started realizing, you know, 2020 has just been a real hot mess. (laughs) And, you know, 2020 has just been a big disappointment. You know, where are all the people who spoke and said 2020 is going to be the year of breakthrough? (laughs) 2020 is going to be the year of, you know, I'm not supporting their ministries anymore. And I'm like, I'm looking back at the first half of 2020 going, you know what? It's just a big hot mess. It's a disappointment. You know, kids are out of school. They're not being able to get their education. You know, and I could start listing the, the long list of disappointments, you know, for our children, for our families, for, you know, not being able to do this or not being able to do that, wondering if you're going to have a job on the other side. And and when you start going through the long list of disappointments in 2020 and the year is almost over, it is real easy to begin to be overwhelmed. Amen. Right. Yeah. To become overwhelmed with fear to become overwhelmed with anxiety and anger and bitterness and and to fret and to worry. But in that moment, God took me to the scripture in Psalm 61. And it simply says, from the ends of the earth, I cry out for help when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the towering rock of safety, for you are my refuge, a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. And I read that scripture and it says, you are my refuge. And so many of us, I think as Christians, sometimes we think that we are somehow exempt from pain, Mm -hmm. that we are exempt from anxiety, that we're exempt from the attacks of the enemy just because we say we're a Christian. But that is simply not true. You know, the Bible tells us that, you know, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. And I tell you this because you're going to face hard times. But take heart. I have overcome the world. I overcame. And basically what he was saying was there's going to be moments where the enemy tries to overwhelm you. But I have overcome him. You know, I I was just looking just now at uh, John 20. 20, because Karen got me thinking 2020. And the scripture, John 20, 20 says that the disciples were in doubt and Jesus showed his hands. It's right after the resurrection. And then it goes on and it says they were overjoyed at that moment when he showed his hands, when he showed his scars in 2020. And it says that they were with the Lord. But then John 20, 21 goes on to say, just as the father has sent me, I'm now sending you. So we know that 2020. God is going to show us his hands. He's going to show us the scars, which was for our healing. He's going to show us what he can do. But then in 2021, as we move into this next year, he says, just as he has sent me, I am now sending you. That's John 20, 21. And I say that as Karen moves into this, just to say to everyone, one of the prayers that I've been praying is is 1 Chronicles 20, verse 32, where it says the the sons of Issachar, understood the times. The word Issachar means reward. Well, we know that Galatians 6, 9 says, don't grow weary in well-doing from the proper time. You will receive your reward. You'll receive your harvest. You need to ask God, as Karen begins to share this today, say, Lord, give me the discernment, because that's what we need in this day that is lost. With all the noise, remember last week, the wind, the earthquake, the fire, 
You need discernment to hear yes. the voice of the Lord. And I want to be a son of Issachar. I want to be a son of the reward to know the voice of God. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's what we have to do during this time. We have to listen to the voice of God. You know, we shared last week about, you know, even more personal pressing issues that uh, tried to overwhelm and overtake us. The passing of uh, my mother-in-law, Pat's mom, uh, his brother, Scott, having a massive heart attack and literally dying and being brought back to life and now fighting uh, to push through a brain injury that, you know, we believe for full and complete recovery. But in the midst of all of that, you know, it's been kind of a rough season, but we believe that God is still in control. And I think sometimes we lose focus of that because in seasons where your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, your aunts, your uncles, your neighbors, or your friends and family are all like calling on you, all needing you, all having issues, all having chaos strike their their lives all at the same time. Sometimes it's real easy just to say, I've just got to run. I've just got to get away. I've just got to, to run and hide. But the good news is, is running is exactly what God wants you to do. He wants you to put on your fastest, your strongest, your most fashionable running shoes. And he wants you to run right straight into the arms of God. He wants you to run right into it. So if you feel like you need to run, I say, get up and go for it. Run as hard as you can. You know, I, we've been doing the Peloton bike and for a long time, I kept getting hurt. I kept getting injured because I tried to just do the, the hardest workouts, you know, the, the quickest, hardest workouts, you know, just to crush my goals and everything. But what I realized was I lacked endurance and, you know, I lacked the endurance to get the full effects and to reach the destination that I need. I could crush those goals with a really quick push and everything, but I couldn't make it to the end of the journey. Yeah. And so I switched up my workouts. And I started saying, I'm going to do endurance training because I don't just want to get over one hurdle and raise my hands and say, I did it. No, I want to get to the finish line. I want to make it to the finish line. It doesn't matter if I'm the fastest. It doesn't matter if I'm the strongest, but what matters is that I finished the race. And that's what's important is sometimes we think, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't fall into this trap or I didn't fall into this trap, but I'm overwhelmed. And God says, there is more for you. I didn't call you to, to run strong as long as you're able to be on a platform or to run strong as wow. long as you're able to, to go to this job or to be a part of this. I called you to run the race strong, no matter what season you're in no matter what uh, valley that you might find yourself in, no matter where you're at on the journey, you've got to keep going. You can't just hide your head. And so there's those moments where we have to realize, just like what the Bible says, he's our refuge. He's our strength. He's our rock in those moments. And we may not be able to change all the chaos and the crisis and all the things that are going on, but we can change what is overwhelming us. And that was what God took me to is that what has overwhelmed us in those moments where life gets overwhelmed. If we will run to the presence of God, if we will run to that place where the Bible says, now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every situation. Do we believe the word of God? You know, there's many times in my life where God is, you know, God may speak to other people in this wonderful, soft, gentle voice, 
But most times God speaks to me like, Karen, wake up, stop, get out of your own head, get out of your own pit. I, I say that to her too. <laughs> you know, and there's those moments where God just says, wake up, Karen. Yeah. Life is not all about you. And I am the God of peace in every situation at all times. And if we really believe that and we run into his presence, we run into the word of God, because that is where our peace comes from. When God's word begins to flow inside our hearts and in our minds and in our spirits, it's like a healing salve that begins to flow over all the wounded, broken pieces of our life. And our jaws begin to loosen that tight jaw that we have from being stressed and everything and our furrowed brows begin to loosen up and everything. And we realize that we are in the presence of God. We are in the peace in the middle of that storm. And so there's that moment that comes where our breath becomes steady again, as his breath begins to fill us and bring us back to that place of calm. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's so, it's so important for us to understand something that you said, Karen, that's so vitally important. And uh, Pat said this actually last week, and I want to remind the folks, if you did not hear last week's message uh, with Pat and Karen, you need to go back and listen to it again, and then you need to listen to this again. I know we listen to these uh, quite often and to to continue to build us up. But you, you made this statement. You said, for some reason we think that we're not supposed to be going through trials or testings or the world around us is supposed to accommodate us in our pleasures and in our blessings and in our comforts. And Jesus said just the opposite. He said, in the world, John 16, 33, in the world, you will have trials. You will have testings. You will have tribulation. But also go back to what James said. I love this, the, 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 and it's exactly where we are today, and it's a question that so many people have, and, and the, 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 James wrote a letter to the 12 tribes that had been scattered because of persecution, persecution yeah. and evidently what they were saying is God must be doing all of this to us. Why is he doing this to us? Why is he putting us through this test, not even thinking about that this world is a fallen world. There are demonic spirits, principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places, influencing humanity at large that is causing a lot of the chaos and bringing the confusion and the lies uh, by the spirit of disobedience working on the inside of them and realizing that Because of this, this is what you're going through. So James, who is the half-brother of Jesus, he writes this and makes this statement. He said, first of all, don't be double-minded. And then he says this. Then he says this, important. Let no man say when he is tempted. The word tempted there means let no man say when he is tested and tried with evil. Wow. Wow. With evil. Let no man say, God is doing this. God is testing and trying me on this. The test that we have in the in in in, in, as new believe as believers in the new covenant, the test we have is this 
It's the test of obedience to God's That's word right. in the middle mm-hmm. of everything we face. That's right. That's our test. The, the testing and the trying of evil that comes to try to stop us and hinder us and, and, and remove us and, and, and come against us with everything that is possible. God doesn't bring that. And, and people say, well, God allows it. Let me ask you one thing. Did God allow the, the devil to come into the garden and tempt Adam and Eve? Did he come into the garden? What did he come in? He came, came in and tested them. Yeah. They really didn't understand and know that evil was behind that and what was going to happen. Yeah. But they still came in and tested. But because God had given them authority, he expected them to take That's right. the authority yeah. and to use it because he gave it to them. Yeah. And, and so they were responsible for, for that. And so... So I'm getting down to this, and Karen, what you just said is so vitally important. And what Pastor Cam said was incredible. And it's this. He says in Philippians, the fourth chapter, be anxious for nothing but in everything, but in everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And you said this a while ago, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your minds and your uh, your, will guard your hearts and your minds through yeah. Christ Jesus. And then he says this. Now, this comes after you are to pray. I have people all the time asking me this question. Pastor, how do I know when I'm in faith? I said, that's very, that's, that's really, that's very easy because it is your conduct, your behavior, and your words after, after you have prayed. prayed. Yeah, that's so good. After so you have important. prayed. That, that will tell you real quickly whether you're in faith or not. Because if you pray and then go back into worry and anxiety and fear and all that, you never prayed in faith to start with, believing God is going to answer. So it's your words, your conduct, and behavior right. after you have prayed. So then he, then he comes back and says, and, and Karen, you hit on this, and I want you to go back into that. But then he says this. He says, finally, now, after you have prayed, After you have submitted everything to me, what am I supposed to do? And this is where that I see so many people in the body of Christ that are missing this because they're locked into their TVs to the lies. The the Bible says in in John the 8th chapter, Jesus said the devil is the father of lies. He's the father of lies. Everything comes out of his mouth is a lie. And remember, those that are not born again, not truly born again, they're Mm going to speak after their father. So you're either going to speak after your father, who is our father in heaven, or we're going to speak after the father in this earth, which is is the devil. But he says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, you're not going to find that on the news media. So he says, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate Meditate on on these things. things. So the the question is, whatever you are meditating on, Mm -hmm. you're either going to, if it's the negative and the lies, you're going to be overwhelmed. If you are meditating on these things, your joy and your peace That's so good. is going to overwhelm you. Right, right. Go, go ahead, Karen. 
Yeah, and you know, I think I look at what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 1.8, because that he kind of is having this awakening moment. And it literally says, it says, we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. He was going through it. They were being attacked. He said, we were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. That's that word endure again, you know, the, the ability to endure. And he said, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. And here he is, he's saying, we were crushed, we were overwhelmed, we thought we were going to die. But he even went as far as to say, we expected to die. It's what you're meditating on, just what you said. And he said, but something happened. Because he goes from saying, we expected to die, to saying, but as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves there you go. and we learn yeah. to rely on God who raises the dead. And something happened in the middle of that conversation he was having. We were overwhelmed to the point of death. We even expected to die. But now something happened. Here's what it was. I stopped relying on me and I started to rely on God who raises from the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. I think in the midst of crisis and chaos sometimes, we forget who God is. We forget who we are to God, and we start relying on my abilities, on my uh you know, thought processes on my knowledge, on my intelligence to get us out of this situation. How are we going to do? I'm going to stockpile this. I'm going to stockpile that. I'm going to do all of this. I'm expecting to die in the midst of this crisis. Wow. God says, okay, when you stop relying on yourself and you start relying on me, the only one who can raise anyone from the dead, that's when you will be rescued. And Paul sheds the light on that very important principle that we have to learn to endure. And that's just what I was talking about where, you know, God, or I was just brought to this realization. I can run really fast for a very short amount of time, but until I learn endurance and the way we learn endurance is keeping ourselves in prayer, keeping ourselves in the word of God, keeping myself suited up in my armor at all not, right. all times, not becoming lethargic in that place with God and that ability to, to endure to the very end, not to let our circumstances control our emotions and control our, our yes. faith level because faith doesn't change the circumstances of our journey. You know what faith does? It makes endurance worth it. That's what faith does. I I was thinking about this and from something Pastor Al said Mm -hmm. is what what you what you basically meditate on will manifest in the time. In time. And I I was thinking about this, you know, right now, first Corinthians 12, 9 is is my scripture every morning. God, give me the gift of faith. So because it is sandwiched between all the other gifts, it's almost like it's the Oreo. It's the white in the Oreo moment. It is what God says, ask for the gift of faith. So I constantly pray for the gift of faith. You know, we're living in a time right now where you're seeing a lot of the generals Mm -hmm. graduate to heaven. A whole lot of the generals are beginning to graduate to heaven. Morris Cirillo, a couple of days ago, uh, Reinhard Bunke, uh, who I was very close to. And, and Pastor Bunky, who led 78 million to Christ and died at the age of 78, he said this to me one day. 
we were talking and he was talking about how the Lord was speaking to him about how to uh, multiply the time. He said, you know, I used to go overseas to Africa for six weeks in the Lord and we'd have, a, uh, you know, a hundred thousand saved. Then the Lord said, monkey, go to Africa for six days and I'll give you a hundred thousand souls. And he said, then towards the end, God said, go to Africa for one day and I'll give you a hundred thousand souls. And the Lord did all that. But we were talking one day and he was talking about, he was preaching in a Muslim nation. I believe it was Pakistan. And he said, while he's preaching, he notices in the TV monitor in front of him, there's a red dot on his forehead. And he realizes that Al Qaeda is on the wall and they ha have rifles aimed at him to shoot him if he says anything they don't like. And I asked him, I interrupted, we're eating lunch one day in, in, in West Palm. And I said, how did you handle that? What did you do? He said, oh, I was so excited <laughs> because it was an opportunity for God to show he's God. Wow, he yeah, said, yeah. I wasn't afraid a bit. He said, Pat, I knew this. He said, Allah has never healed anyone. I knew that if one child would be healed of being deaf or blind, they would all come to God. Come and he on. said, so I would wait. I said, even with the bullet, the, 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 the rifle on your forehead. He said, oh, absolutely. He said, there was many rifles. He said, I, he said, I looked freckled. I had so many red dots on my forehead. But he said, I knew they couldn't touch me. Yeah. Come on. He said, because I have the gift of faith. Yes. He said, I knew that God was going to use this as a manifest moment. Thank you. And he yes. said, and I always knew when God was moving because I would see it in the monitor as the dots would begin to fall off because you could tell that he was moving amongst the marksmen on the walls. And he said, but I would ask God, God, give me one miracle yeah. to show them because Allah has never healed anyone. Do you know why I'm sharing that with you guys right now? It's what Karen said. We need, a lot of the generals are advancing to heaven. God's about to raise up the new voices. Mm -hmm. There's yes. a reason, Cam, Pastor Cam, why God brought you home from the mission field to help lead the movement there in Fayetteville, a church that is touching the world, a church that is shifting the world. And I'm gonna say this to everybody that's watching right now. And I got overwhelmed when Karen was sharing because God is looking for warriors of faith to rise up, that right. understand the times, that will stand yeah. up, and that will say, you can use me, God. Get yes. ready for new voices to rise mm -hmm. up, because a lot of the cool, popular, hipster theologian voices have had nothing to say during this pandemic. You know why? Because it isn't about the stage anymore. No, isn't no. it about who follows me? It isn't about how many followers you got on social media. It's about, do you have a word from the Lord? Come on. Yes. And those that are watching this right now, God is quickening you yeah. because he's about to raise up new voices yes. that will not allow the enemy to overwhelm them. Yes. I believe that. You I, need to I, read the I life believe, of Reinhardt I, and some of these great yes. warriors. Yeah. You were nobodies yeah. that God raised up. I, I believe that there are people right now that mm -hmm. literally have been in obscurity praying yes. and seeking God and not afraid you're not afraid when you shelter in under the shelter of the Almighty. Right. That's right. Okay, right. that's the best place to shelter in. When you shelter in, you shelter under His shelter. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and during this time, and you know, one thing that we were talking about is wisdom. It, it, the Bible says God said, "If any lack wisdom, what we need right now is not more stuff, right. not more technology." Like Cam said, we, we've, we've got all of this stuff. 
Give us the wisdom that we need, yes. Father God, yes. to do what you would have us to do during this time. That's yes. what happened to Gideon. When God showed up and said, Jesus showed up and said, right there, the angel of the Lord, which yeah. re- represents uh, Jesus himself, the Lord, uh, uh, hey, mighty man of God. And he's like, what? Yeah. You know, who's that guy? Who is that? Yeah, guy? yeah. Who is? It? But he was hiding in a wine press. He was a f- full of fear. There are people right now that fear has attacked them, but God is calling a, a, yes. a, over the wine press, over the walls yeah. of the wine press, and say, yes. "Hey, mighty man and woman of God, yes, come on." Mm-hmm. And you can be looking around and say, "Well, you must be talking to somebody else." No, I'm gonna talk. You see my yeah. finger right now? <laughs> my finger is pointing right at you. Yeah. God's talking to you, mighty man and woman yes. of God. Yes. It is time for you to stand up, yes. take the armor, and, and, and renew your mind yes. now and get the Word of God yes. on the inside of you. You've been going to church. You've been listening, but now it's time to be a doer yes. of God's Word, yes. and you'll be blessed in that doing. Step out. Take a risk. Yeah. You know, Be the man and woman that God's called yes. you to be. And Here's what it says in, in uh, Hebrews 10, chapter, verse 35. Therefore... Do not cast away your confidence. Come on. You know what's happened right. to okay. the body of Christ? This stuff has taken away our confidence. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not into your own yes. understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him in, yes. in this stuff. It says, don't throw, cast away your confidence. Listen to this, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, which means doing and acting on the word of God, you may receive the promise. Yet for a little while, he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. And if anyone, listen to this, if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But, but. We are not those who draw back to perdition or destruction, but those who believe to yes. the saving yes. of the yes. soul. Yes. Praise God. Yes. I mean, that's one of the, yeah. the big things for me that I've been thinking about and that I've been praying for God to reveal is that, and, and I actually just talked about everything that we're talking about right now. I just talked about it this Sunday where, where it's not about what's going on on the outside. It's about what's going on in the inside. Now, going back to what Pastor just said about Gideon, all around Gideon on the outside was honestly terrorism, destruction. He had every right to be afraid in the physical. And whenever God showed up, he didn't speak. He didn't say, hey, Gideon, I really understand why you're down here. And I I totally get it. And, you know, there's just a lot of bad stuff going on in the world right now. Now, you just come right on in here and I'm going to. No, he spoke to the inward reality on the inside of Gideon. And he did. And and, and that was the that's the big thing that we've got to capture right now is that God he never meant for our Christianity and our followership to function in perfect conditions. He meant for us to be able to go into any circumstance, into any situation, and to see his power and his might released yes, in those so situations. Good. It's not about what's going on. We, 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 you know, if we're looking at what's going on in the outside, of course we're going to be hopeless. Of course we're going to think that everything's going on. But whenever we look 
to the rock that is greater than we are. Whenever we look to the one that said, fear not for I have overcome the world. What is Jesus saying there? I've overcome every outward circumstance that you can be in front of. And now he lives on the inside of us and we are seated with him in heavenly places, far above every circumstance, far above everything that can be named. And if I can just speak as one of those voices mm-hmm. that, that's being raised up right now, as one of those young yes. voices yeah. that's coming yeah. up. Listen, stop being distracted by what's going on around you. That's what, you know, Pat spoke to, to those, those hipster mm-hmm. theologian, mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever you want to say, that celebrity pastor life. And, and, you know, there's a lot of those guys that have voices that are saying good things. But then there's that whole other side where they were so focused on what was going on on the outside. They were so focused on what you had and what God wanted to give you physically and materially that they, they forgot to speak to what God wanted to give you on the inside of you, that God wanted to, God wanted to show you that, that it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't, it, people, communism could take over America and you could still be okay. You could still be fine. Everything in the world could go to pot. And the Bible says that everything in the world is going to pot. But it's exactly what I said at the beginning. Those things will not prevail. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. He didn't just say, don't worry because I'm just going to, I'm the conqueror and you're the loser, but, but eventually you're going to die and go to heaven and everything's going to go to be okay. He said, no, you are more than a conqueror through him, through him. And so don't be afraid. Don't back down whenever you feel dismayed. You know, Karen, mm-hmm. I, I love that you brought up the fact that Paul, a powerhouse, yeah. A powerhouse. I mean, who do we know other than Jesus that was more powerful than Paul walking in the greatness that Paul walked in that Jesus had for him? And he had a moment where he said, you know what? I despaired of life. I I despaired of life itself. But he leaned back into God and he realized who it was that was working on the inside of him. He stopped relying on himself. He stopped relying what just what Karen said. He wasn't stockpiling food for himself. He wasn't doing all of these things to try and save himself. He realized that if I let go and, and, and live in the reality that Jesus is on the inside of me, it doesn't matter. The world can be against me but I've got Jesus. Yeah, you know, I just, you know, I just you know, all of a sudden, oh, Bible, oh, Pastor, you know, me. the Bible says everything will be shaken, but that which remains. Come on. Here's yes. what I'm watching happen right now. There is all of these voices that were, boy, they, they're great guys. And, I, and a lot of them are, are friends of mine and a lot of people that are out there. Here's the problem. They, they, they haven't, they're, they're so caught up in, in culture. They can't hear the voice of God. Wow. The only thing they can prophesy is what time is supper. God's looking for those voices that have been in the secret place that can walk out and go, this is hitting right now, but God says, hold on. Yes. Here's what God says. I'm about to do something. John 20, 20. Remember? Oh, what are we going to do? He holds out his hands. Are you really Jesus? And he says, look here, here's the holes. John 20, 21. Just as he sent me, I'm sending you. Those that stand right now through this whole war, this whole battle, I'm telling you, you're going to see come out of this a new coalition of warriors come that on. can preach with a red dot on their forehead, yeah. that can stand up and lead thousands mm-hmm. like a Morris Cirillo. Yeah. You're going to see it because there's a gap right now. There's a gap. And what the Lord is speaking to me for you, Pastor Cam, for Nate, our mm-hmm. son, for Abigail, for yeah. here's what I want to say. There's a generation of righteous that is rising up that goes, cool, you guys really, man, you had some great talks. 
but you did not shake the house yeah. and you did not preach with conviction and you did not preach a repentance call. Mm -hmm. And those ones that were that refused to do that, I'm going to tell you, we will remember their name no more That's right. because they have Judas, their anointing. And the Bible says, Acts chapter two, and his place was remembered no more. Here's what I want to say. They've sold themselves for the piece of mm -hmm. silver of man's approval. But what I really believe with all my heart is those like Cameron, those like Pastor Cam, those like Nate Schatzlein, those like that are rising up mm -hmm. that will preach with the red dot mm -hmm. and smile saying, but God gets to show himself. Come on. Well, well, you know, and I look at that because it's the ones who are choosing to be the voice of hope, the voice of freedom, the voice of, voice of purpose, the voice of victory. You know, it's really easy during this season to rise up and be the voice of doom and gloom because yes. that's what everyone's you know, prophesying doom and gloom, doom and gloom, because that's obvious of what's out there, but it's hard to prophesy against the tide of the ordinary and the obvious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to rise up and say, okay, wait a minute, God is bigger than this. You have a choice. You have a choice right. of what you're going to allow to overwhelm you. You can allow fear, anxiety, doom, gloom, pity, all of those things to overwhelm you, or you can do like what it says in Isaiah 61. It says, I am overwhelmed with joy. Yes. I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord, my God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. So we can choose righteousness yes. over destruction. And you know, I go on to say, because it goes on. This is a declaration to every man and woman when we declare that, that I am choosing joy to be overwhelmed with joy. And it says, because he's clothed me with salvation, he's given me the helmet of salvation to protect my mind from all of the destruction. He's right. given me the breastplate. It says he's clothed me in the robe of righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness that protects my heart from becoming overwhelmed. And it springs up inside of me. This is a declaration even in the face of chaos, who dares to call on the name of Jesus as their Lord, who dares to call on him to say that I am going to decide what right. overtakes my heart. I'm going to decide what overtakes my mind, that my mind is going to be free of all of the junk and the chaos. And because when we choose that, when we choose righteousness, it expands each encounter we have with God, each encounter we have in the presence of God expands our understanding of God's love and who yes. we are to him and who he yes. is in our lives, building confident hope from faith invested in trusting and believing. It's that endurance that we've been talking about enduring to the end. And we have that privilege to decide what force overtakes us. Amen. What force has the, the ability to overwhelm us so and, true. you know, to come against us. But I love it because Romans 837 goes on to say that despite all these things, overwhelming, there's that word overwhelming again, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Yeah. It says that we can be overwhelmed with joy and we can be overwhelmed with victory. That victory is waiting on us on the That's other right. side of the decision that we make in the midst of the storm. And you must, in the you, midst you must, of the chaos. yes, you must endure. That's right. And yeah. not allow yourself to be overwhelmed, yeah. realizing right. that the, the only reason I'm overwhelming, uh, I'm overwhelmed is because that which is on the outside now in my heart is bigger than the God who is on the inside. Mm. 
Mm. And that's that's where you, you, you know, you have to look. But one of the things that also that we're saying right now is, and, and, and Cam brought this up, no matter what yeah. is happening, no matter what politically takes place, okay, we, we are called to vote. But we can't not be distracted by the leaven of Herod, That's which right. was the whole political system. That's right. And, yeah. and no matter who's elected, that person is not my savior. <laughs> no. Okay, right. I, I'm actually supposed to pray for whoever gets yeah. elected. Yeah. I'm supposed to pray for the nation. I'm supposed to I pray and intercede. I'm supposed to vote. Yes, that is, that's a, a responsibility that I have because of the liberties and the freedoms that come the way God set up the Constitution uh, mm-hmm. through the men who are writing that by the Spirit of God. But, here, but here's what I want everybody to understand. Our mission is the Great Commission. And it is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is to display the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit of the living God by, by signs and wonders and miracles. This is a day and a time that the supernatural manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit must be released and must be seen and it can only happen Mm. through the church because he fills the church. He doesn't fill the world. The world does know nothing of this. But the fact is that Jesus and the apostle Paul and all the apostles and the disciples were operating and working at a time that they were under Roman occupation. A cruel dictatorship. A cruel nation. But what did they do? They didn't focus on what Nero was doing. They didn't focus on what the emperor was doing. They prayed because Paul prayed and Paul said pray for the king. They were concentrating on what God was doing through them and what God wanted to do to liberate people, to set people free from the bondage of Satan and, and the power of sin. And they went about like Jesus doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Yes. They, they went out and doing the works of Jesus. Jesus said, the same works that I do shall you do also in even yeah, greater works. Right. Not greater in quality, but in quantity because now Jesus has multiplied himself. It's, yes. it's better that I go away because the Holy Spirit will come. And now all of you are going to be doing the works of Jesus. And what did he do? The works of Jesus, he went about destroying the works of the devil. Yeah. That's what he did. So this last scripture I want to read out of Romans, the 13th chapter, it says, And know this, and do this, and do this, do this, knowing the time. He said, Hmm. do this because now you know the time. You know the time is upon us. That now it is high time. I'm not talking about Miller time. I'm talking about this is what he said. It is high time to awake out of sleep. Yes. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. And let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverie or in drunkenness or in lewdness and lust and strife, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. We We still have a lot of work to do to occupy to go forward, 
to advance yes. until yes. Jesus comes back. And when he comes back, I'm not going to be asleep. I'm not going to be slothful. I'm not going to be lackadaisical. I'm not going to be yeah. apathetic. I'm not going to be lethargic. I'm not going to be a scaredy cat. I'm not going to be a wimp. But I'm going to stand up with the armor of God. Not in my power my strength, but in the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit of the living God. And I am not going to stand around and just do nothing and, and, and talk about all the lies and the stuff that are on television today. I'm going to proclaim God's word. Yes. I'm going to speak the word yes. and speak the word and preach the word of God until Jesus returns. And I will not be ashamed of my Lord when he returns because he will find me like the servant. He's not going to find me as a lazy servant. He's going to find me doing the will of God wherever it's at, in the marketplace, in your neighborhood, yes. wherever it's at, being a light, holding yes. forth the word of God in a crooked and perverse generation calling out and saying, Jesus loves you, repent of your sins, and God will save you from this yes. perverse generation. And that's where we're at right now. And that's what we're going to do. I'm so telling you good. right now, if you're looking for a negative church, a new, new and gloom church, you're in the wrong place. At the, I, 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 We're going to go forward. We're yes. advancing. The Red Sea may be in front of us, but bless God, God still opens the sea so that those who believe can walk through yeah, in yeah. Jesus' name. And that's exactly you know, what we're going to do. I believe this. The paralysis of analysis that has so overwhelmed the body of Christ. And where everybody, because you know why? Our system got messed up. It was all about yeah. Sundays 9-11. And I love that time. That is the, the bride time. That's where we, that's where we get to come together and, and practice heaven. But here's the deal. Everything has shifted. Yeah. And, what, and, 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 and obviously that's all going to change back. But here's what I want to say to everybody that, that's listening or that's watching right now, you need to understand this is your moment yes. to tell your family, come out of the, come out of the, the hiding, come out of, of living in fear. Uh, I, I get it. I mean, we're told we can't, we get you know, social distance. We're told wear the mask. And I, and I get doing all of the different things that we're being told to do right now. But here's what I want to say to you. In your house, lift up your praise. Yeah. On yes. your front porch, lift up your praise. Come on. Yeah. Here's what I love. Uh, I've got some some well-known leaders that uh, we've been asked to be a part of in September, 40 days before the next presidential election. They're doing something in D.C. called The Stand, where literally believers are coming from everywhere to stand in the middle of Washington, D.C. and prophesy. I love it. I love it. Because I can't wait. It's almost like meet today, please. Everybody come together, please. Because it's not about names. It's not about personalities. It's not about ministry names. It's not about money. It's literally about people standing up and saying, we're going to praise him in, in the, the seat of our government. As we're going to cry out. Yes. Here's what I want to say to everybody right now. This is your moment tonight, this moment when you're watching this, whether it's during the day, whatever it is, to stand up. And say, all right, Lord, you're looking. I look for someone that would stand in the gap. That's where we're at. We're at the, at the gap, Ezekiel 20 moment. And, or 22. Here's what I want you to understand. God is saying, will you let me raise you up? Put on the full armor. Run this race. Fit your feet with readiness. This is our moment. You know what? We all want revival, but we don't understand. True revival has always happened during persecution. Always. <laughs> That's right. Always. Don't ask That's God right. for revival if you're not willing to pay the price for it. Come on. Yes. And also, I'd just like to say this because this is that moment. You know, the Bible speaks of wake up, yep. strengthen that which remains. You know yes, what? This yes. pandemic, you know what it's done? 
it's removed our excuses. It has removed the lights, camera, action of our church services, and it's brought us back to what really matters. It's yes. saying, okay, what do you have now? What's left? What's left over after I remove all of your social media, after I've removed your beautiful platform, after I've removed your beautiful light show, you know, during worship and all of these things, what's left? It's just you and me, God. It's hard to brag on who's in your sanctuary when no one's in your sanctuary. That's right. It's saying numbers don't matter. Are you going to allow this to be the moment where you and what you do in this season to bring glory to who God is, to stand back and say, this is your moment to show off God. This is your moment for my life and what I do in this season to show who you are and the strength and the courage and the power that you have, that you can carry us through this, that we can rely on you. We can stop relying on ourselves, stop relying on a worship set, stop relying on a building and all the beauty and the splendor of the play and the production and get back to the presence of God. Well, and the apostle Paul said it best. He said, some have allowed your faith to be shipwrecked and tossed, tossed. That's right. Listen, I just want to say to you, I have made up my mind not to have shipwrecked faith. That's right. I want to be the one that does what the apostle did, Paul did when he, in the middle of the storm, he cut away the lifeboats and said, hey, if we're going down, we're all going down together. Yes. And here's what I want to say to everybody right now. You have a moment that you're in right now to say, I am not going to be shipwrecked, tossed with every wind of doctrine. There's a lot of things that are happening, a lot of videos, a lot of things that are coming at you from every different direction. I'm not going to be tossed back and forth. I'm not going to be shipwrecked. I'm going to cut away the lifeboats of what I used to lean on, yes. that old addiction that old thing that used to come up in my life, those lifeboats that could rescue me from my moment, take me out of reality. I'm not going back to that stuff. I'm not going to dive into porn because you know what this pandemic has done? It's exposed what was yeah. secretly in a lot of us. Yeah, it's wow. showed us that, man, um, man, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no barriers anymore. Yeah. Here's your moment to grab your family tonight lock in and say, let's pray in the Holy spirit. Come on. Yes. Let's turn on worship. You know what? All you got to do is reach out to the A-L-E-X, because I'm not going to say it because she'll start talking and she's next door to us right here, and say, turn on the praise and worship station. I do it every morning. I'll say, play the praise and worship station. And it goes to our whole house. Here's what I want to say to you. The last thing we want to say to you guys is I believe with all my heart that he is a very present help. We do not panic. Yes. Amen. We are not those who shrink back. Hebrews 10.32 but we are those who go forward. He did not give us the spirit of fear. Yeah. Yes. Power, yeah. love, and a sound mind. Sound Amen. And I'm actually, I actually feel in my heart right now too, just for those of you who are watching, after we get done with this, if you're watching with your family, if you're watching with some friends or wherever you are, I want to encourage you to do what, or what individually. Pat, or individually, where, whoever or wherever or with, with whomever you may be right now. I want to encourage you to do what Pat just said. That as soon as this live stream goes off, turn on some worship music and just, and, and just begin to, and I bet right now, some of you in the comments section right now, just start writing some of your favorite worship songs for those people who don't know what to listen to right now. Just drop a couple of names of your favorite worship songs so, and put YouTube on, put whatever you need to put on. Take 15 minutes, take 10, 15 minutes and just worship. Gather your kids around, gather, or if you're alone, just dance before the Lord, do whatever you need to do and take time 
to really settle into this moment and, and start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Start right yes. now. Don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until the next day. Start right now as soon as this broadcast goes off and worship and pray and lift up your voice to God. And I actually, and, and two right now, you know, with everything that we're talking about, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord, you, you're gonna stay hopeless. There, there is no hope outside of Jesus. You know, when I, whenever we give our lives over to the Lord, it, there's a reality that happens. There's a, the word says that he becomes Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so if you're looking around at life right now and you're feeling hopeless and you're feeling like you don't know what to do, if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, there is no hope. And so that's the best place that you can start. That's the best place you can start. And if, you, if, if you've never given your life to the Lord, I just wanna encourage you right now, all you have to do is repent of your sins. Say, Father, forgive me. Forgive me for the things that I've done. Forgive me for the wrongs that I've done. Forgive me for, 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 for not leaning into you when I've known that I should. And then all you have to do is say, God, I confess that you are Lord of my life and I believe that you died for me and now I give my life over yes. to you. That's all you gotta do. Jesus is That's Lord. all you gotta do. Yes. Say, Jesus is Lord right yes. now. And if you just did that, I wanna encourage you, text, I got saved to 97,000 right now because we'd love to send you some stuff. But that's the starting place for everything that we're talking about. Amen. And uh, I just wanna also thank each and every one of you that are helping us uh, by giving, sowing your seed, your tithes and your offerings faithfully. You know, like the little widow woman who was going through a crisis and chaos in her life. But what did she do? She kept giving And it didn't run out. Her cupboard, her oil, uh, and it's the same thing with us during this whole time. Continue to sow your seed so God can continue to pour those blessings out. And uh, Pat, Karen, real quickly, can you uh, just tell everybody what uh, your website is so they can go up? And I want to encourage each and every one. If you're looking for somebody to partner with as far as partnering right now a ministry that is speaking truth this is a great ministry yeah. to partner with yeah. what what is your what what go ahead our, our website is raise the and i just want raise the and i just want to say to everybody you know covenant love mm-hmm. is our probably our longest partner yeah. and the way that y'all have poured into us and sowed into us miraculous times times where we have said lord the ministry needs a miracle and we go to the mailbox and there's a miracle sitting there from covenant love and i want to just say that thank you for partnering with us and being with us you know we're getting ready to write a new book called unfinished mm-hmm. how god will give you the keys to the kingdom and give you a new chapter in your life it's called unfinished it's the next moment when god says you ain't done and we're getting ready to write that book and and uh it's going to follow on our last book restore the lord but i want to say to you if you want to sow into us uh you know you can go to raise the remnant.com and uh Thank you, Pastor Al. Thank you for Cameron for for uh, for being gifts to us, and to Mama Tava for being gifts to us. We we love you so much, and we love you. And yeah, and Karen, one last thing. This just this just now came in my heart. Uh, I believe there are people uh, that are watching us right now that are fighting disease, uh, life threatening terminal disease, and Karen, God delivered you out of that. And I would like for you to pray for them. Even pe- there are people watching us right now. I, I know this by the Spirit of God that you're in pain. You literally have been dealing with pain. Somebody has been dealing with pain 
from mm-hmm. a car wreck for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the, the people watching us that are dealing with disease right now, where it may be all over the world, Karen, would you just pray uh, right now for them in the name of Jesus? Absolutely. Father, we just pray right now for every single person that is watching, that is listening, that is tuned in to this broadcast. And we don't know what they're overwhelmed with. We don't know the exact details of the pain of the the infirmity that has attacked their body. But Father, we pray right now that they don't give up, that they endure, that their faith will arise that they will allow your presence, your breath, Lord, to blow into wherever they're at right now and healing oil will begin to flow over them. Father, I know that your word says that you heal our diseases and we stand on that promise. We stand on that declaration. And I pray that right now that there will be a faith that rises up inside of them right at this moment that says, I'm standing on the word of God. I'm believing the word of God. I'm walking in the presence and in the word of God. And I'm not going to sit down. I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to press in to see the prize, to win the prize of enduring. I'm not going to look back at everything that's happened in my life, just like Philippians says, I'm turning away and I'm walking forward into what you have for me. And Father, I just pray right now that healing will begin to flow. That bones will begin to be healed. That blood disorders will begin to be healed. That vertebrae will come back into alignment. That migraines will be gone. That Lord, that diabetes will be healed. That heart disease will be healed right now in the name of Jesus. That some people came into this quarantine sick and disabled, but they're going to emerge on the other side of it with a new mind, a new body, a new freedom, and a new healing that they're going to have as a testimony of what you do in the dark room, what you do in that place, in that hiding place, when they get alone with just you and them, that there is healing in your presence, that there is healing that flows down from heaven to their life. And as they welcome you into their life, as they welcome you into their spirits, that you will begin to not only heal their bodies, that you will heal their hearts, and you will heal heal their minds and you will bring deliverance and you will bring hope that will not only change them but will change generations to come in their family that they will set a new legacy all because their faith arose and they trusted you hallelujah father i just i i i pray right now father too for father just like the people have been overwhelmed yeah david said David said there would be a fresh anointing. I will be anointed with fresh oil. Fresh oil. We thank you right now for fresh oil of the baptism, of the filling of the Holy Spirit right now to come upon those right now, Father God, to each and every one of us. Thank you right now for fresh oil, fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit and fire right now for a boldness, Father God, in Jesus' name. To do what you've called us to do and go where you want us to go. We thank you for it. And Father, I also pray a special blessing upon Pat and Karen and their whole family, Father, in the name of Jesus and their ministry and all their staff right now, Father. I pray that you bless them, you prosper them. Father, let the end of this year be one of the best years they've yes. ever had. And, and Father, as, as they've been sowing in the time of famine, and I thank you for, for, for that return, Father God, into their lives. And thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. 
And we say amen. amen. God bless y'all. Thank you so much, bless Pat and so Karen. Much. And for all of you, listen, don't forget, Sunday morning, praise God, one service, 10 a.m. And also, don't forget, Monday through Thursday, 9 to 10 uh, Eastern Standard Time good is with Good Morning CL. <laughs> praise and prayer in the name of Jesus. And yes. then Friday That's and right. Saturday at 7 p.m., Good. Uh, uh, also the CL Mamas. Yes, Pat. I've got to interrupt you and tell you this. I I shut my eyes when we were praying a moment ago. And many years ago, uh, the Lord showed me a giant army rising out of Fayetteville. And the Lord just brought that vision back again. And I just believe that right now, and I want you to listen, there are young people, there are young in ministry, there are young that feel called into ministry. There are so many that are about to rise up. There is a movement that's going to break out in Fayetteville. And we will look back at this moment and the, the movement will come like the phoenix from the ashes, the movement that will come will be the mighty warriors that will rise up, many who have already served in the military. There's going to be an outbreak of God that's going to hit Fayetteville. And I'm telling you, and it will be college, young adults, young married that will lead this move of God. So prepare yourself, folks. God's calling on you. I I receive that. We receive that in Jesus' name. Hey, we love you guys. We love all of you. Uh, that are viewing us. And I tell you, I am so excited about the Word of God. I am hungry for the things of God. I'm excited about what God's done. I am stirred up in my spirit. Yes. And I just I just believe the same thing is happening to you right now. I mean, we are right now the devil's worst nightmare. Yeah, Praise God. Listen, the That's devil good. is afraid when you start getting into the Word of God. But he is terrified when the word of God gets on the inside of you. So just remember that in Jesus' name. And we're going to do this together as one man. No celebrities. One man. One man in Christ Jesus that we're going to do what God's called us to do. God bless you. We love you. Have a great, great week. Thanks for listening to the CL Talks podcast. You can find the notes from this conversation in the show notes below. For more information and talks from Covenant Love, just search for us on social media or head to mycl.church. We'll see you next week.